far too many female advisors have spent years adapting to a business model designed for men, which often undermines their strengths as women. Not anymore. Welcome to the Femex Advisor Podcast, a show designed to empower female financial advisors to fearlessly embrace their authentic selves. Adri Miller-Heckman, founder of Femex Advisor, will inspire and empower women to leverage their natural strengths as women and create a more successful practice that feels effortless. Follow along for female-driven inspirational and motivational strategies to help you create the extraordinary life you have always wanted. Now, onto the show. Well, welcome to Femex Advisor. I'm Adri Miller-Heckman, the founder and host of your show today. I have a special guest today. Now, many of you know that I typically interview female financial advisors, and we really focus in on really how did they overcome the challenges of the business to succeed? Well, today, my special guest is Matt Halloran. He's the co-founder of Proudmouth. Now, I have to give a little disclaimer here. Proudmouth is the resource that we use to host our podcasts. And just to give you a little plug, they've been over the top. Fabulous. Fabulous. So anybody that is considering uh, doing podcasts to grow their business, call Matt. But anyway, I want to start. Welcome to the call. Matt. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. I'm honored. Well, we've had lots of discussions about women in the financial industry, and I want to start kind of big picture. You and I have both been in this industry a long time. How do you think we're doing in terms of supporting and really embracing women as financial advisors? I think we're doing a terrible job. I think we've made progress because of people like you. I think progress has been made, but Andrew, we are so far behind. I mean, I'm 15, 20 years behind where I thought we would be when I got into this industry. I think that I don't think we're doing well enough. And what makes you say that? Go to a conference. That to me is like the most telling thing. I'll go to a conference and as a sea of people who look just like me, there aren't women on stage. There's not women in the audience. You know, there are so many wonderfully successful women who are in financial services who should be being highlighted for what they do and who they are. But this is still such a male dominated misogynistic industry. It's just ridiculous. You know, it's interesting when I became a financial advisor at Smith Barney, it was 15% women. Mm. And then Smith Barney and Merrill Lynch were sued a class action suit for sexual harassment. And they were mandated. This is in the nineties. They were mandated by the courts to increase all new hires of women. They had to have 25% women in all new hires. And so I give Smith Barney credit. They increased their number to 35. And, and so for a lot of us women, that was that nudge, that push to get us into the business. But then they, it became a little desperate because they really had to start seeking out women. And then what happens is they bring these women in. They don't really understand how to manage them. And they throw these women in the land of penguins. 
They send them to all this training and they learn how men have done this business for years. How do you see that has changed? Well, you. <clears throat> so I think you're leading it. I think your book, Keys to the Lady's Room, I think that this idea of being able to understand the difference between and what you talk a lot about, which is the penguins and the peacocks and how peacocks shouldn't try to be penguins and penguins probably should try to be a little bit more like the peacock. But I believe and we believe here at Proudmouth, we have a very foundational philosophy, which is you should unapologetically be yourself because those people on main stage, when you go to conferences, the one thing, there's two major things that they have all in common. Number one is they're not trying to be like anybody else. And number two, they have a real niche, right? And marketing to support that niche. If you go to any conference, I'm going to one next week, top producers, Raymond James conference, or mostly Raymond James advisors. I looked who's on the stage. Those are the two things. They are absolutely, they are who they are unapologetically. Now, they're still doing personal growth and development. Mind you, they're not just allowing themselves to be jerks or whatever. They're always working on themselves. But they know who they are and they understand their value. And then they communicate that value directly to a niche. That's what I think uh, needs to happen. And that's why I like, because a peacock is a peacock is a peacock, right? You can try to rein in a peacock, it's still a peacock, be that peacock, allow yourself to do that. Allow those feathers to come out, allow yourself to be who you are. I think that's the game changer. You know, I hear what you're saying and I love that. What did you just say? What did you say in there? Unapologetically. Un unapologetically be yourself. Oh, I love that. And I will tell you that I don't think it's just in the world of women that that is an issue. Yes, ma'am. Because for years, I coached even male financial advisors. And needless to say, with my business and the way I do business, I attracted some amazing men, mm -hmm. right? Like yourself, men that really understood women or wanted to understand women, wanted to help women, had great respect for women, and knew what they didn't know. And so they would come to me, and they truly wanted a different path to success as well. And as you know, the Femex advisor model, the business model that we created, is truly designed around the strengths of women. But for many men, those strengths are admirable and they're weaving those in. So there is this nucleus in the industry that is resisting this change, resisting your ability or making your ability to be yourself difficult. Why do you think that is? change resistance to change Adri. This, this is this is an industry that doesn't like change built into the core of who generally financial services professionals are right if it's not broke don't fix it asset allocation modern portfolio theory <laughs> you know 60 40 uh practice management consultant here's what this person's supposed to be doing in your organization you know there's a lot of people who think it's not broken so they don't have to fix it i'm saying we have <clears throat> we have to break it because it is broken, even though that you guys keep putting things back together. There's this great thing that happens in Japan that when a teacup breaks, they don't throw the teacup away. What they do is they actually lace it with gold 
and they put it back together using gold. We've been doing that in financial services forever. Every time something starts to break, we slam a bunch of money into it and think that's going to fix the problem. No, we need to rebuild this. We have a huge identity crisis in the general public. We are still looked oh. at in financial services as people who sell you stuff you don't need. Stock and are charlatans. I know. Yes. Oh, my God. It, it is crazy. So here's what's interesting, though. So many of the women that I coach they have already achieved success in other careers. I mean, high levels of success. And then they get recruited into the industry. So these are not wimpy women. Okay. These are strong, focused, disciplined women. And they come into this business and they're struggling to succeed. They're doing everything they've been told, but it's not working. And quite frankly, it feels yucky. It feels yucky. And so I get on the phone with them and I share what we're doing here at Femex Advisor. And these strong women start to cry. And they're embarrassed that they're starting to cry. And I tell them, don't worry, this happens all the time. <laughs> and it's because somebody is giving them permission to do it the way they've always thought and felt it should be done, but didn't have the courage to do it. Now, I can see where this would be a problem if you're in management. But these are independent women advisors. The only thing that truly matters to the firms that you work for is the numbers. So what is it that prevents women from going rogue, from saying, no, I'm not doing it that way. It feels badly. My clients don't like it. I'm going to do it this way. What prevents that? That's a really heavy question. So <laughs> I just what, thought I'd throw a little well, hand sure, grenade no, in there. Yeah, no, that's, that was a hell of a grenade. So I think a lot of it is I think that the people who have gone rogue and they're all over the news, right? They're people who I know you have deep relationships with, and I'm not going to specifically drop names, but they're the women to watch in financial services. So please like go to financial planning magazine or wealth management or and look at who those people are. They went rogue. They're not playing by the normal rules. In fact, I was at a conference a couple of years ago. And there were three women who were on stage, the most women I had ever actually seen on stage at a conference. And there was a 401k conference and every one of them was absolutely bucking the system and yeah. they were up there so strong and confident and i remember looking at them thinking to myself i want to be like them when i grow up because their level of confidence is something that i still strive to achieve but i looked at not just the women which by the way there were a halfway decent amount in there still not where it should be it should 51 percent, right but not only did the women look empowered when I was looking around the audience, but the men were just shaking yes. their heads like, oh my God, this actually makes a lot of sense. You know, I want to hearken back to something you and I talked about three years ago when you were first on our show, which is you had said to me, or I'd asked you, I said, Andrew, why do you think that there are so few women out there who are doing content marketing and who are starting their own podcast? And you had said that you thought it was a confidence issue. And so we explored that a little bit. I actually was looking at this before our show today. And it seems that 
in the environments that these women in financial services who don't feel like they can be themselves, that translates, unfortunately, into everything, management, practice management, marketing, all of that stuff. So I'm going to hand grenade back to you, which is how do you help your listeners, your clients and women in financial services and the male allies that you work with, how do you help them to increase their confidence so that they will get their voice out in the marketplace and stop being the best kept secret? Ah, great question. Great question. You know, the first thing that women will say when they go through my coaching program is, Adri gave me permission to do it my way. And I'm not exactly sure why my voice speaks so loudly to them, except for the fact that I've worked with so many women advisors and my strength and conviction is so strong. Mm -hmm. And as they follow this path, I take them through, right? We first uncover who they really are as a financial advisor. And they start to recognize that there's a part of them that is really powerful in this business. And it's not exactly the way the industry has, has perceived it. Let me give you an example. I think every team out there needs a woman who heads up a sub subcategory in their team that is for the savvy women. Mm. And that whole section almost needs to be a business within a business. And this female advisor needs to have the freedom to design the web page the way she wants and to build out a whole new experience. Right. So when a female advisor on a team, there's kind of these three stages they go through because the partners are typically men. Even when there's one partner that's a woman, it's a struggle to get the men to approve some of this. And so one of the things I teach them, I tell them, do not ask for approval right now. I want you to build your purpose, to define your tribal market, to create your compelling message, to build out your Tiffany boxes. I want you to have it all. And then one day in a meeting, you're going to bring something up and you're going to boom. Well, most of the women that are referred to me are dynamic women. They're juggling multitude of responsibilities and they don't have time for finance. Sure. And you're going to go on like that. And all of a sudden, the men sit back. I swear this happens 99.9% .9 of the time. And they all of a sudden realize you are really on to something and we need to get out of the way because we don't know how to do this. I worked with an advisor a number of years ago that illustrates exactly what you just said. Big Raymond James advisor created an entire well, he didn't create, he said, we need to create a female division of this entire organization. So what they, so three of the people who were advisors were women. They created networking groups and an entirely new marketing plan and different sorts of seminars. Adri, they blew up. 
Like yeah. they blew up. This became the number one revenue generator for this specific firm because they were given the permission. And I thought it was really neat. I love this advisor, by the way. He's always been very progressive. He knows he doesn't know everything. It's not a big ego play for him. He truly does this, what I believe for the right reason and empowers his other advisors to do that. But Adri, when you open the door for this permission, which is exactly what you just said, I give them permission, right? When you as a business owner give the permission to do this and just say, hey, you know what, create it, go. I trust you because you should. They probably already proven their worth and weight salt over and over and over again. All of the sudden, the tenor of the whole change for, or the firm changes. And I just wish more and more people would allow oh, that to happen. It's amazing. And I will tell you one other thing that is important in terms of building the confidence. They need to be in a community. The women need to be in a community of peacocks. And so that's why in my coaching program, it used to be just one-on-one. -on -one. It now has a very strong community component because when they're hearing other women doing this, it reinforces their support network. And the sad thing is, is that when you're on your own and there's nobody in your firm that can really help you or really encourage you, it causes you to doubt and question your value. And so, Really having, and that's why we created the Femex Advisor model. It's a complete business model from start to finish on how to grow a practice. And we've got a couple women like, check out refreshinvest.com. Mm. Ariel, amazing woman, was all over Wall Street as a trader, worked with some brilliant firms. When she came to me, she had lost all confidence. She was working for a smaller firm. The environment was toxic. This, she was a shell of the woman that she is. And we started building her back. And now she launched Refresh Invest. It's all about women. And when you are bold and courageous and you stay bold and courageous, you will have to turn people away from your business. Mm -hmm. And part of that too, the more you're speaking your truth, the energy that comes out of you is magnetic. It is. It magnetically attracts the right people to you. Yes. Do you need to say no? Yes, you do. Do you need to turn people away? Yes, you do. And if we live in a world of abundance where we're saying, look, I don't need to have that one client in order to feed my family. When you get to that point, everything can change. You settle a lot of stuff there. And, and I love the fact that there's a clear message. You reinstilled the confidence, right? And now the next step is for them to keep it going. So Ed, yes. we deal with this all the time, right? So we know that if you're going to do content marketing, it takes 18 to 24 months to really have this kill it right for you. And we get people at nine months who are like, okay, I, I, this isn't working. Okay. 
again, let's go back to the main stage advisors, right? Let's go to the people who you work with. It is consistent effort over time, right? That makes change, right? You're not going to get the change that you need to be the advisor that you want to be to create the content, to get the awareness, unless you put the time in and you build that into your program, right? Look, Hey, we got to now do this for 24, 36 months, consistent messaging, staying strong, staying confident. And when you do that, all of the, your normal changes, I'm going to, I want to talk about that just very quickly. All of us have our own level of like homeostasis or equilibrium, right? And this is what our normal is. In order to change that normal, you have to consistently make progress towards what you want the new normal to be. You can't, it's so- It we're, doesn't we're happen this. overnight. No, it doesn't. And this is why, you know, you everybody buys gym memberships in January and by March, nobody goes because they think, oh, I'm just gonna throw everything at this. That's not how it works. It's a very Western philosophical idea. In the East, there's this idea is called Kaizen, right? So it's gradual, continue and improvement. When the Japanese want to, or the, uh, Asian philosophies, I'm going to very generalize that, even though this does happen to be Japanese specifically, if they want to climb a mountain, they take a step toward the mountain. You know what we do? We go buy all of the mountaineering equipment. We hire the <laughs> Sherpa. We book our plane tickets. There's a huge difference there. But the people who have made gradual improvement over time with what you're talking about, with what yes. we do for a living, that's the game changer. And it is interesting when I talk to companies that are interested in using my program, they want to know, they want a proposal with, okay, we'll increase leads by 25%. Yep. We will get this many prospects. No, that's not how I work. That's not how I work. And that is not a sustainable approach. And so I tell them the first step, they're going to be more confident. When you're more confident, you like what you're doing. When you like what you're doing, you've got more energy, you become more bold, you become more courageous, and you can't wait to share it with the world. It's as simple as that. And I know when I became a financial advisor, I had been an assistant to million-dollar producers for years. So everybody I knew, all my friends were in financial advisors. Mm -hmm. They didn't quite need me as their advisor. And I just put my head down and I focused on build it, they will come. That was my motto in my head. Build it, they will come. And I built it focused on women. And I shared my story with everyone I spoke to. Men became my greatest referral source. Greatest referral source. And they become, became my client. And all I wanted to do was build my brand and they will come. And that is exactly why I was at the top of the list of the quintiles and then moved into management. Well, so I, you know that I have unbelievable respect and I love you dearly because philosophically, everything you just said is exactly applicable to who we are and what we do. I'm not going to get you leads, right? If that's not what we do, we are in the relationship building business over time, proving your thought leadership over time. If you're looking for a quick pop of leads, go somewhere else, right? And, and that's not what we do. We do exactly what you did. 
we help you become you. Hopefully we can help you figure that out. Most people come to us with that knowledge because we get people from you who've already been through the program. And then let's continue to hone that messaging over time. You know, that's one of the things about podcasting. A lot of people don't realize is this is practice. When you're recording like this right now, you're practicing your talking points. You're reinforcing your brand message. I'm Adri, hear me roar. I'm feeling more and more confident as I do this, the more episodes you get in the can. If you don't have that confidence in your brand message, this is a magnificent way to slowly build that over time. And finally with that, it's okay to suck at the beginning. I hear this a lot and this will be applicable. Trust me, I'll tie this together. <laughs> so um, you can suck at the beginning because you're not gonna have that confidence, right? Which we all understand. People who start with you, they don't have the confidence. You help instill that over time. When people go on that journey with you, they are so much more connected with you because they're like, oh my God, I saw Adri grow. I was there as she grew. The emotional attachment and connection to you when you come in not being great and then becoming greater when you have people who join you on that journey, they become raving fans. You don't have to do any selling because people are going to come to you ready to buy. You know, that's really, really important because you could start in this business, work your ass off, do it the way they tell you, and you will always have to work your ass off to grow your business forever. Or you can build your brand. You can have the same message getting out there over and over and over. And it builds this. It's almost like the foundation of this amazing house. And you can always remodel. You can always add on. But you've got this foundation that feeds you business forever, forever. So it, remember, in the when I started in the business, it was when managed money really had just started out. It shows how long ago that was. And so I did either managed money because I wanted to build that base of fees. I needed money. I borrowed from my 401k to keep me going, mm -hmm. but I wanted to build that base of fees. And then when I did annuities, I did it up front. It was like that little push, that little, so you could do a little campaign every now and then, or launch anytime you launch something new that flows with your brand that acts like a campaign. And it's almost like taking a rototiller over hard packed dirt. Yeah. It churns up your clients and gets them interested and activity moving again, but you must build that foundation. And you know how you can tell whether you've done it or not? Hmm. A financial advisor should ask 10 people, friends, family, clients, how do you describe what I do? Mm. And I would almost guarantee you that no 10, no, no two answers are the same. That is a problem. Yeah. That's a that is problem. a problem. Yeah. So what you're doing and what I'm doing are teaching advisors to truly become their authentic self and then share themselves consistently 
consistently over time and build on it. And that's powerful. Well, Matt, you've been fabulous. Any last thoughts or tips for the advisors that are listening, especially the women? Well, one, two things. Yes. Thank, thank you for that opportunity. Number one, as with working with Adri, you don't have to do any of this alone. All right. So if you want to get your voice out in the marketplace, you know, we've done over 4,000 episodes, over 50,000 social media posts for financial advisors specifically. This is what we do. If you want to get your voice out in the marketplace doing podcasting, I would love to have the opportunity to help you. But I also know that you know, not everybody wants to do that, or maybe they've got a great team. We just launched, you were talking about launching a new product. We just launched something called the Pod Rocket Academy. Uh, so if you go to proudmouth.com forward slash academy, we teach you how to do everything our team does for advisors. And it's a really, really, really low cost. It's $99 a month. You get eight hours of office hours a month. So that means you get to jump on a Zoomy thing and you get to meet with me or my team, our voice talents, our social media writers, and ask them whatever questions you want for only $99 a month. I would love if we were able to help more advisors because, you know, Adri, there's a lot of stuff that we do that's not scalable because we're a very high touch, much like you, high touch, high service provider. So that's why we built the academy so that we can help more of your advisors get their voice out in the marketplace. And most importantly, to have them stop being the best kept secret in their area to their no specific kidding. target market. Yep. No kidding. Stop hiding who you are. And I will say that if your firm has a fault, Matt, it's over-delivering. You do everything. It yeah. was amazing. It really was amazing. I didn't have to, all the technical sides of it, all the background sides of it that I was a little anxious about, and I have Adia who helps me. She said, this is awesome, Andrew. They've made my job so much easier. So when it's the right time for your team, Definitely. Here we are patting each other on the back, but definitely give Proud Mouth a call because they're definitely the top podcast producing firm to help you. And they understand the world of financial advisors. So, Matt, thank you for being on the call today. For those of you, check out our podcast at Femex Advisor. And if you're looking at the coaching program, Visit us at femexadvisor.com. Thanks, folks, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Femex Advisor podcast with Adri Miller-Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Adri on LinkedIn. To learn more, visit Adri's website at femexadvisor.com. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Femex Advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.